Um, we're going to go ahead and talk about the big summer season for movies. And we're a couple weeks late, but uh, let's go ahead and get started. Um, start off with opening uh, movie of the summer, Iron Man 3. Robert Downey Jr. comes back as Robert Downey Jr. to play uh, a superhero. <laughs> I you know I really think that Robert Downey Jr. isn't even acting anymore. I think he's just playing himself in a movie. But uh, did you see this movie yet, son? I did. I saw this uh, last Saturday, I believe. Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, I don't think it was the best Iron Man of the series. I think the first one was by far the best one. But this one was better than the second one. Another thing, I think a lot of actors just play themselves in movies, uh, or maybe not themselves, but a very nuanced version of themselves. Uh, Denzel Washington basically plays the same guy in every single movie he does, except for maybe Training Day. Uh, <laughs> so there are a lot of actors out there who are good actors, you know, great actors, but they still do the same things in every single movie. Uh, I, I did like That's what we I did like yeah. that Go ahead oh, and That's what we want um, you know, I, I want to see Robert Downey Jr. Play Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true Although Some people should be themselves I guess But yeah Robert Downey Jr. is a good actor I think he, uh, He's One of the best characters Or you He's one of the best actors in the superhero genre. He's by far the most, uh, well, he has the best mix of comedy and action of superhero or superhero actor. And he made, he, he basically did the impossible. He made Iron Man, who is basically a second tier superhero. Very interesting and kind of brought him up to the first tier just from through the movies. Um, at the same time, yeah. I give too much credit to Robert Downey Jr. I mean, John Favreau did, did some things with the first ones and uh, Josh Whedon, Shane Black, you know, they all had a part in it. But I guess the central person we can all do is it might not work as well without Robert Downey Jr. Uh, as Iron Man. Right, that you know, he just really, he is really the key piece of the whole entire Marvel Cinematic Universe, and he makes everything come together. And and he makes, yeah, I think he's basically the reason why people are watching, uh, you know, Captain America and Thor is just because, uh, you know, this universe is built around the first Iron Man movie. So it's pretty incredible, and I think Robert Downey Jr. does deserve the $100 million he's probably going to make or has made making these movies so far. And uh, he'll probably make another 100 after uh, he signs up to Iron Man 4 and Avengers 2. Actually, I heard that he won't, the, they might not bring him back for uh, any other Iron Man movies. I mean, he, I think he is. Uh, contract under contract to do two more Avenger movies, but he's not under contract to do any more Iron Man movies, so they might get a new actor for that. That's what they're thinking. 
Oh, that's a mistake. I mean, did I know anything about Iron Man other than he was a drunk uh, before uh, the movie? <laughs> so, <laughs> that's the only thing I knew about Iron Man. But, yeah. So, and now yeah, Iron Man might be the, what, the fourth most popular superhero right now? In Maybe. Maybe fourth or fifth. Yeah, yeah, that's probably true. But like I said, I don't think they want to keep paying him all that money when they could probably just find a replacement who is, you know, maybe two-thirds as good as Iron Man to pay him, you know, one half of what Robert Downey Jr. is getting, or even like one-fifth of what he's getting. Yeah, well, if, if I was Disney or Marvel, I think I could afford it with uh, the Avengers making nearly... One billion dollars, <laughs> and with Iron Man three probably gonna top the uh, seven hundred million mark. Oh well, yeah, I'm not saying there's yeah yeah I'm not saying that there's not enough money. I'm just saying that's what uh, the thought process is right now. Okay, all right. Well, yeah, I saw the movie too, and I liked it a lot. I liked it um, as almost as much as the first one. So. Yeah, it's it's a great, fun movie, and you get to see Robert Downey Jr. use a use a gun in this one. <laughs> uh, yeah, you get to see Robert Downey Jr. do a lot of ordinary things. And actually, uh, we should say that uh, there are spoilers throughout the, this review, but um, he's not in the suit very much in this movie, you know, save for a couple action sequences. Um, a lot of it is just him going MacGyver. <laughs> yeah, I, I like it. I like that. You know, he's, uh, he's, uh, you know, stripped down and he's not relying on the suit and uh, I'm surprised we haven't called him RDJ in this entire podcast so far, but uh, let's, let's just start calling him the RDJ. Yeah. You know, another thing about Iron Man 3 is, you know, I forgot that Don Cheadle had replaced Terrence Howard as uh, Roddy. And, uh, you know, I just missed Terrence Howard as a as his friend. <laughs> yeah, I still miss him. I don't miss him as much. I think Don Cheadle improved from his last time. But, uh, you know, I, I do wish Terrence Howard was still in this. And, you know, uh, yeah, I felt like they had a little bit more chemistry. But, you know, what can you do? Yeah, what can you do? Uh, yeah, Terrence Howard did better. I think he had more comedic timing and, uh, yeah, more chemistry with uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr. So, but, you know, yeah, whatever. It's not that big of a deal. But, you know, I would have liked to see Terrence Howard uh, actually put on the suit and stuff. I think he would have had better one-liners. Yeah, yeah, he's... Yeah, you know, it just felt like Don Cheadle was he was just so forced. But um, yeah, it was great. Let, you know, let's go ahead and move on. You know, we got a lot of movies to cover um, tomorrow. The biggest opening, um, or biggest movie opening, is uh, the film adaptation of The Great Gatsby, starring um, best friends. 
since forever, uh, Leo DiCaprio and Tobey Maguire. Are you excited for this movie? I am excited for this movie. I like Leonardo DiCaprio as an actor. I think he makes good movies. I think he's a good actor. Uh, I also like Tobey Maguire as a a nerdy Spider-Man. And uh, Baz Luhrmann is the director. I think, you know, I think he's a director where a lot of people either like him or they, they don't like his style. And I actually liked a lot of his movies, uh, Strictly Ballroom, which uh, is about ballroom dancing, but very entertaining. Uh, that's that's in Australia. Australia. I like Australia. Moulin Rouge. You know, that was an entertaining movie. You know, no, Romeo really and Juliet. Good. Yeah. So, and he doesn't do movies very often. So, you know, there's there's also something to that where he likes to pick his, pick his projects. So, I think he's a pretty good director. So, I usually like movies where I know the director is pretty good and they have good, good actors in it as well, so... Yeah, I like. I think I, I, I. Am I excited? Yeah, I guess I'm excited. But you know, I do. I do want to see this movie. I'm probably going to see it tomorrow. Uh, but yeah, I think it'll. I think it'll be a good movie. Yeah, I'm. I'm excited as well. Um, it's going to be in 3D, and I'm kind of curious to see how Jay Z fits into the uh, equation. I don't. Uh, somebody said he did the music for it, but that's. Pretty not true, I think. But I'm also a big Baz Luhrmann fan. Um, I like all his films a lot. You know, Strictly Ballroom, Moulin Rouge to uh, Australia. So, yeah, I'm curious what he does with this film. And if anything, it's going to be great visually and it's going to be a lot of fanfare. And um, the source material, considered one of the all-time greatest books, um, I thought would be a, a really interesting movie to make. And when I saw the one of the first film adaptations, uh, the Robert Redford, Robert Redford version, I was pretty disappointed in, in, in that version. So I've been waiting a long time to see an actual good adaptation of this book. Yeah, I, I also saw the Robert Redford version of the movie. I, I, you know, I, maybe I was young, but I, that movie was really bad in recollection. I think the person who played Daisy Buchanan, and I don't, I don't mean mean, but pretty bad acting. Uh, some of the worst <laughs> acting I've seen. <laughs> yeah, it, it was just, uh, yeah, I don't, you know, you know. Off the top I of my actually, head. Yeah. Go ahead. You know, I was actually, after I saw that movie, I was like, you know, they, they need to remake this movie into better, and I actually wrote a cast for it, and I think the person to play uh, Jay Gatsby was George Clooney, and this was back in 1999. So, um, you know, I was I was expecting something like that to happen, but I guess no. Uh, I'll take uh, Leo DiCaprio. It works too. Yeah, you know, the only other like very bad acting job that I can remember off the top of my head uh, for female is uh, you ever see a uh, what was that movie with Ed Burns? Uh, his first movie he made, Brothers McMullen. 
You ever see that movie? Uh, uh, no. Oh. The female lead in that movie? Oh, she... I don't think she was even an actor. Uh, <laughs> maybe the worst acting job I've seen ever in a movie. <laughs> uh, I don't uh, stay away from that. I'll stay away from that one then. Um, okay, okay, we're both on board for uh, for Great Gatsby. Let's go ahead and move on then. Um, next up, I guess we're going to do this uh, since we haven't seen these movies yet. Um, I'm going to ask you, you're excited. Uh, see how excited you are on a scale of 1 to 10. So next up is Star Trek Into Darkness. How excited are you? Oh, uh, 10. I'm really excited for this movie. Really? Yeah, I, I really like the first one. I think the second one is directed by J.J. Abrams, who I am actually a big fan of. He uh, did the pilot for the Lost series. He did Mission Impossible 3, which I really like. Uh, Star Trek 1. He's produced, uh, he's the executive producer for a lot of great uh, shows and movies. So, like Alias? Like Alias, yeah. I, I never really got into Alias, but yeah. Uh, it was no, I liked success, it. successful. <laughs> you liked it? Yeah, it was a successful show. A lot of people liked it. So, oh, yeah, it's good. But yeah, I, I, I'm, an, I'm, an, I'm an Abrams fan, and I really enjoyed Star Trek 1. Uh, well, the reboot. Uh, one of Chris Pine. Uh, so yeah, I'm really excited for the the sequel. I think it's going to be really good. Yeah, I'm, ex- I'm excited too. Um, I was a big fan of the Star Trek film. Um, it was really inventive on how they rebooted the entire franchise, but still kept the, with the continuity of the original uh, source material. And I thought that was a, one of the more ingenious ways of how to do a reboot. So. Uh, Big kudos. And uh, I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited to see uh, Zachary Quinto. I haven't seen him for a while since uh, Heroes. (laughs) Yeah. And think. I think uh, Carrie Russell's going to do a Felicity cameo in this film. No. <laughs> uh, probably not. Really? Uh, <laughs> not. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited too, so um, we'll see how it goes. And, you know, uh, now are you a big Star Trek fan in, in general, or did you just like the the more recent movies? Uh, I am not at all a Star Trek fan. I, I wouldn't call myself a fan. I like the recent movie, and I like uh, the Star Trek, I think Star Trek IV, with the, the humpback whale. I think that's oh, yeah. That, <laughs> yeah, Star Trek. Yeah, that's, that's a really good one. Uh, that was directed by Leonard Nimoy, actually. Um, uh, yeah, I'm also, I like Star Trek. Um, you know, I like Star Trek, The Journey Home, and I do like The Next Generation. So, 
yeah, yeah, it's it's great um, material. Um, let's go ahead and move on. Uh, next up is Fast and Furious Six. Yeah, Fast and Furious Six. I'm a big fan of the franchise. I like uh, what Justin Lin has done with the with it. He's just making it just over the top, uh, extremely unbelievable. It went from like, <laughs> I mean, it went from like stealing cars and like <laughs> racing to like dragging a safe through a city. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's really up the ante on how uh, how crazy it could get. I mean, Vin Diesel and Paul Walker drift off a bridge 600 feet into shallow water and survived. Yeah, exactly. It's just over the top. These people are just indestructible. Um, I love it. I love every second of it. You know, yeah, I love it, too. I, how excited am I? I'm 10 out of 10. I mean, if I could go higher, I would. But, yeah, I'm excited for Fast and Furious 6. I think it's funny how, you know, each year they try to do something creative with the title, you know, the Fast and Furious too Fast and Furious, you know, Tokyo Drift, uh, Fast and Furious, Fast Five, and they just got lazy, and they're just like Fast and Furious Six. <laughs> you know, it, I don't think I've ever seen a movie this, like, hyped up and probably open really big with that number six next to that name. It's <laughs> never a movie. I listen straight to video, like, uh, you know, the old Charles Bronson movies. That's which six. Yeah. I think I think they're approaching that territory, but still it's it's getting better uh, every year and you know. Um who knows what type of skill ludicrous will come up this uh this time around. Last time we find out he's a computer genius. <laughs> he's a certified physicist. Who yeah, uh, I think it's funny it went, went from job role to ludicrous. Uh, yeah. Too bad they couldn't get two chains for this one or something. <laughs> uh, I'm excited to see who uh, if they bring any more new characters in there. Um, or bring back anyone old. Uh, or if maybe there's some time travel where uh, you could bring in Lucas Hot. Uh, like older, but it's that one's still uh, less less experienced in the canon. When he's older, they, they time travel him back to this present day. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing about that's the thing about this franchise is Tokyo Drift has to be the last movie in the canon because you know, spoiler alert, uh, DJ Han or I think it's just Han. Yeah, he actually dies in Tokyo Drift. So, but he's still in, he's in, he's in Fast Five and he's in Fast and Furious Six. So the way they've, uh, the way they've, uh, um, made it is that Tokyo Drift takes place after all these movies, yet all the cars in Tokyo Drift are older than the cars in these movies. So it's, it's one of those continuity things <laughs> where they just really wanted they just really wanted DJ Han back. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm not even gonna. I don't even think that's a bad thing. I like, I like <laughs> this over the top uh, 
about cheesiness. <laughs> um, it is great. Uh, you know, I just... Every time I see that first one on TV, I'm always watching it. Oh, anytime I see any of them on TV, I, I sit there and watch it. Yeah, I actually like the Tokyo Drift movie, you know. Uh, a lot of people don't like it because it doesn't have any of the main main actors in it. Uh, I, know, I know Vin Diesel does cameo at the end, but yeah, he's not really in it. Um, it has it has Bow Wow in it. Right. And, but, you know, I still enjoy yeah. it. It's still a good movie. I mean... The, yeah, the, the, yeah. the antagonist is called uh, DK for Drift King. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everybody spoke perfect English <laughs> in, in Tokyo. Yeah, I mean, uh, was it Lucas Lucas Black or what's his name in the movie? I can't remember. Uh, I don't remember the name. Lucas Scott. I can't remember. He meets. Uh, he's in Japan, but he meets like a. Like a Mexican girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his first friend's, uh, yeah. So surprisingly enough, the first friend he makes is a guy who really likes cars and he's black. <laughs> yeah, yeah. First friend Yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of ridiculous, but still pretty enjoyable, I think. <laughs> so cute, uh, okay, let's go ahead and move on. Um, uh, next big movie is um, The Hangover 3, the, the the end of the trilogy nobody asked for. Um, how excited are you for this? Uh, one out of ten. I, I mean, the first movie's funny. I've seen it. The second movie is pretty redundant, not that funny. Uh, I'm sure the third one is just the same, so. Not not at all excited to see this movie. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not too excited to see this one. Uh, the second one, it really felt like they did exactly, and I mean exactly, the same thing they did in the first one. And um, you know, if you put the movie side to side, I don't know if they've done this. If they put this movie side to side and and just showed them. Uh, yeah, I think it'd be frame by frame, just in a different location. The same. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah, not exciting. I think the, the most exciting thing I think about this movie is in the trailer it says it all ends. And I think, I think that's, <laughs> yeah. I'm also curious on how we got rid of that face tattoo. Uh, Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, surgery, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I, want, I want I want at least one sentence, yeah. But, uh... <laughs> yeah, they probably let's won't. Move, let's move on. Uh, next up is the new Will Smith vehicle directed by M. Night Shyamalan. Or Shyamalan. Uh, After Earth. How excited? Uh... Two or three out of ten. Not very excited at all. Uh, you know, you notice how in none of the ads, uh, and Mike Shyamalan is mentioned as the director of this film. It's kind of like when, uh, it's kind of like when, I think, what was the movie? The Comebacks? Was, uh, I know you probably don't remember that movie, so Ice Cube finding a girl to do play quarterback on his team, something like that. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember the name of the movie. But that was the premise of the movie. But 
It was actually directed by Fred Durst, but, you know, did not mention that anywhere um, <sighs> in the commercials. I think it's pretty similar. I think it's a pretty funny. It's uh, M. Night Shyamalan is kind of on Fred Durst territory. Uh, you don't want to mention him, <laughs> otherwise uh, people people might, people might not want to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Because of that, I don't really want to watch it. That and, like, how many post-apocalypse type of movies is Will Smith going to make? Uh, I think people are getting tired of that as well. I mean, I, I I still think it's going to make pretty decent money, but I don't know how good of a movie it's going to be. Yeah, I'm kind of sad at uh, Will Smith's movie choices. You know, he could have been Django and Django Unchained, but he turned it down. I think he, you know, watching that movie, you just keep thinking about, you know, what, how would Will Smith really look in this movie? And, you know, and then uh, in this movie, it looks like, from the trailers, it looks like the person who's going to be embarking on an adventure is going to be his son, while Will Smith just uh, lies on his back like a, the bone collector. <laughs> so you know, I don't know. You know, I just I just feel like you know we need a good Will Smith movie in a role that we haven't seen him in with you know surrounded with you know uh, a great cast and a great director because right now he looks like he just wants to do these movies on his own, he wants to do it with his kids, and uh, you know I want to see I want to see him try to do something. Uh, uh, more than this, we, um... Yeah, you know, when I was watching the trailer, because I saw the trailer for this movie during, uh, before Iron Man 3, I, I just said, you know, I just wish Will Smith made Hitch 2. <laughs> <laughs> now, that'd be good. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's probably my favorite Will Smith movie, and why does he just make more movies like that? I think those are his best kind of movies. Yeah, he needs to be... You know, he needs to be in a movie where he acts like Will Smith. You know, it looks like he's pretty serious in After Earth, and then the last one he made, Pursuit of Happiness, no, uh, Seven Pounds. You know, he was just this really serious guy. You know, I just want to see him make jokes about uh, Uncle Phil. Yeah, well, also Hancock, but yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was terrible, too. Huh? <laughs> I think they're making a second one. Ah, don't don't do it. This guy just needs to really choose his movies. You know, we'll watch it. Okay, fine. Will Smith, I'll watch it, but I'm not happy when I watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just want him to make movies like I said, movies like Hitch. Uh, okay, yeah. Let's, let's move on. Um, next up, I think I think the only original film. I think uh, coming out is Now You See Me. It's the uh, magician thriller heist movie starring Jesse Eisenberg and, uh, and a group oh. of uh, and a interesting cast as well with Morgan Freeman, Mark Ruffalo, Michael Caine, Woody Harrelson, and Elsa Fisher. So I think I'm excited for this. I hope hopefully they'll do well. I don't know. Uh, it looks like a really high-concept movie. I don't know if it's going to make a ton of move, uh, money, but uh, I'm excited for it. What about you? I am not that excited for it for the reason 
being um, who the director is. Uh, this is the director who directed the first two transporters. Uh, and Hulk. Yeah, and, oh yeah, Hulk is actually Incredible Hulk, the one with Ed Norton. That's actually a pretty good movie, but uh, Ed Norton had a big fight with the director over editing. I don't, I don't know what happened. I don't really know who ultimately was in charge of that movie. Uh, he's also the director of Unleashed. I think that's where Jet League is like some kind of dog where they got to put a leash on him. Uh, I, I don't really, really remember. Morgan Freeman's in that, too. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Can you believe it? Morgan Freeman just does any movie, really. Um, Clash of the Titans, another movie that's so-so. So, I mean, I did like The Transporter a lot. Transporter 2 wasn't that good. Um, he's like a hit-or-miss director. I, I you know, I, it might be a good movie. It might not. I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not too excited for this one. I probably would wait to see this movie. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Let's go ahead and move on. Uh, next big movie is the reteaming of Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson in the internship. Can you believe it? It was has been eight years since Wedding Crashers and uh and fifty pounds for Vince Vaughn. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. I don't I don't want to see this movie. Yeah, you know, I mean I mean every time we see a Vince Vaughn movie, you know, I just think of uh Big T from Swingers. <laughs> And it's still Big T, but he, he's just gotten older and has different friends. Yeah, no, that's an actor that plays the same guy in every movie. Um, yeah, I, I, think, I think both of these actors have peaked as comedy uh, comedy actors. Uh, you know, I, I, I might see it, but I don't know. I'd probably, probably uh, again, I won't wait. I'll, I'll probably wait to see this movie. Yeah, I'll probably wait for this one, too, and you know, Owen Wilson, uh, you know, I just always think of uh, Ed O'Bannon. Is that his name in Shanghai News? <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember. Something O'Bannon. <laughs> O'Bannon. I don't remember. That's all I think of is uh, him. <laughs> funny cop. And I guess we'll stick with the bigger ones. Uh, Josh Whedon's coming out with a... Uh, an adaptation of the Shakespeare classic, Much Ado About Nothing. Uh, I will not watch it at the theater, but interesting. Anyways, uh, next up, a movie I think might, that uh, is considered one of the greatest trailers ever made, and that's for uh, Man of Steel. Uh, how excited are you for this? Ooh, uh, 8 out of 10, maybe 9 out of 10? I'm really excited for this. I actually like Superman as a character. Uh, a lot of people don't think he's very interesting because he's too powerful. But I think there's a lot a lot of ways to do it well. Uh, he's got a good backstory. I think uh, Christopher Nolan, he's one of the producers, executive producers of this movie. So I think it'll be really good uh, with him uh, kind of behind the scenes uh, directing, not directing, but advising uh, the director of this movie. I think that he knows how to reboot and make revision stories um, as evidenced by the, the latest Batman trilogy. So yeah, I'm pretty excited for this movie. 
Uh, yeah, me too. Um, you know, I like the cast a lot. Uh, I'm a big Russell Crowe and Michael Shannon fan. So um, I'm excited for that type of uh, dynamic. And Henry Cavill, I haven't seen him anything besides uh, The Count of Monte Cristo. But uh, I think it's – I'm excited too. I think that might have been the greatest trailer I've ever seen. Uh, but Man of Steel, <laughs> if it's it as good as the trailer, I'll enjoy this movie. But we'll see what happens. Um, I'm not a big Superman fan per se. I don't I don't really like the character just because, uh, like you said, he is too powerful. And, you know, you know, he only has one weakness, and that's kryptonite. And then he's just this, you know, super altruistic uh, person. And it's hard to believe that – it's hard to relate to that type of person for anybody. So we'll see how we could uh, – Zack Snyder humanizes – in Man of Steel and how's the story and seeing if we could have a see how Michael Shannon does as a villain but yeah um, as long as there isn't a Superman love child I think I'll like this yeah poor Brian Singer um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah Michael Shannon is a really good actor have you I mean he's Good in Revolutionary Road. Uh, and pretty good villain. Rush. And Premium yeah. Rush, he's a really good villain. He could, he could, I think he could play the villain really well. Uh, you know, the one thing about Superman, one of the thematic themes of, or not thematic, but one of the, the themes of Superman is that how he's he's actually an outsider. Uh, you know, and you talk about humanizing him, but you know, he never feels really human. And I think it's like, He's trying to save a race where he, you know, doesn't really belong. Like, he doesn't feel like he belongs because, you know, he's so powerful, but he has this responsibility. I think it's a pretty good dynamic. Of, uh, but, yeah, like I said, he's, he's pretty much invincible. <laughs> so you always right. feel like he's always going to win. Oh, uh, yeah. The, the odds are never stacked against him. And uh, I, I guess that is a good point. I think if they build on that point, the uh, the alienation. You know, a lot of people could relate to that. Um, yeah. And uh, let's go ahead and move on. Um, I guess we'll move on to the uh, Evan Goldberg and Seth Rogen vehicle, uh, post-apocalyptic uh, movie, This Is The End, where all of Judd Apatow's uh, friends uh, join together in one giant movie, to play them, to play parodies of themselves. How excited are you for this? Uh, two out of ten. Um, <laughs> I don't think it'll be very good. I, I think that uh, uh, maybe interesting, but I don't know. These kind of movies are always in and miss, and I don't know. I like to, uh, you know, I like to wait to see the word of mouth and you know, put more. Uh, stuff, you know, uh, coming out, like trailers or commercials, something like that. Yeah, I'm not that excited for it. Oh, I'm actually pretty excited for it. Um, you know, I I saw the uh, Red Band trick, that, and uh, I thought that was pretty funny, and, um, you know, it's always nice to see all these guys who play themselves or parodies of themselves and then uh, see what happens, and... Um, 
Yeah, it's, it'll be interesting to see all these guys. I think they made this movie just for the sake of uh, they wanted to get paid to hang out. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. It's kind of like Ocean's 12 and 13. <laughs> okay, and, uh, let's go ahead and move on. Um, worth mentioning, uh, you know, a movie that will probably make half a billion dollars, Monsters University, uh, which neither of us are, is going to watch. Um, let's move on uh, to uh, another book adaptation that I've been waiting for to be put on the big screen for a long time. It's uh, Brad Pitt's World War Z. How excited for you this? Uh, I'd say a solid, solid seven. Uh, I'm excited for this movie. I like Brad Pitt as an actor. I think he makes good movies. Uh, the director, uh, you know, it's so-so. He's got some good movies. He's got some bad movies, I think. Or not bad, but like underachieving. I like the, uh, you know, Strangers in Fiction and Finding Neverland, but, you know, Quantum of Solace I didn't think was very good. So we'll see. But I, I, it looks very interesting. I, think I like Brad Pitt as an actor, like I said. And so, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited for this movie. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited too, but I'm kind of all zombied out. Um, you know, there's been a lot of zombies movies lately and uh, more. Uh, you know, I think for sure this is the last zombie movie for a long, long time because who knows if it's going to be bankable uh, with such a high budget. But um, yeah, I'll I'll be in line to watch it, and uh, I I really want to see a lot of zombies just get murdered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I I don't really know anything else about this movie. Uh, let's go ahead and move on. Uh, worth mentioning, a uh, movie I'm not very excited for, uh, The Heat, starring Sandra Bullock and Melissa McCarthy. Uh, what do you think? Uh, it looks like it could be funny. I, I, know, I know my wife wants to see this movie, so she, I mean, she likes Sandra Bullock uh, movies and as actress. Uh, you know, Melissa McCarthy, she liked her in Identity Thief. So, yeah, and I think that's And Bridesmaids. Uh, but, yeah, I think uh, she's excited for this. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably watch it. So, who knows? Uh, you have no choice. Um, I probably <laughs> won't watch it. It's, it'll pro- I'm sure it'll be a lot like uh, Bridesmaids. Uh, Paul Feig, he's directing it. His uh, follow-up to Bridesmaids. So, uh, we'll see. Um, next up is... Uh, a movie that came out earlier this year, a remake of a movie, uh, Olympus Has Fallen. This is Olympus Has Fallen 2, White House Down, starring Channing Tatum and Jamie Foxx. How excited are you for this? Uh, maybe, uh, I don't know, 2 out of 10? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it, go ahead. I think it'll be a good movie. It'll probably be entertaining, but uh, I, I don't know. It just, it just seems like it's going to be pretty formulaic. I don't know. So I could probably go wait on that one. Yeah, I, I'm sure it is. Uh, it's. I think it's the fifth or fourth Die Hard type movie coming out this year. Um, this time it's 
not hard in a White House uh, again. And uh, yeah, at least at least the actors are both American in, in this one. Uh, in the Gerard <laughs> Butler version, I just—it's so hard for me to to really believe this guy's an American. Uh, you know, it's yeah, it's interesting. Like a lot of movies, Batman, almost the whole cast was British. I mean, the, the whole cast, a lot of the principals were. Uh, right. You said the same about other movies. Uh, Thor. He's a. Uh, I think he's. Is he British? Australian. He's Australian. Australian yeah. He's not American, so they they have a lot of non-Americans playing these American roles. But you know that's fine. Yeah, and uh, you know Henry Cavill, he's British. Right. Okay, and let's move on to uh, um, something's already gaining traction as a uh, very racist. The Lone Ranger. Uh, what do you think? <laughs> uh, you know, I saw the trailer for this movie. I'm not that excited for it. Uh, maybe three out of ten. For uh, you know, Army Hammer. He was actually the Grand Marshal at a parade I just went to in San Antonio. So I saw him riding really? a car. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Big star. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. It could be good. It's Disney. Um, you know, it could be. It could be like Pirates. Pirates One. Or Prince of Persia. Or. Four pirates, two, three, and four. <laughs> um, uh, it'll be. I don't know. I don't know. I'm thinking about a five for excitement. Um, I have low expectations, and when I see it, I hope it's good. But you know, we'll see. Johnny Depp. He's not really the most bankable star unless he's wearing eyeliner. And you know, he's wearing eyeliner now. So maybe. Yeah. I mean, it is, I guess, supposedly the probably the best movie, not the best, but the biggest movie this year. I mean, it's it's got the July Fourth weekend. That's right, it does. And um, I didn't know if it was ever going to get made. I, you know, I heard they want to make this movie for three hundred million dollars on a budget. I was like, oh, that's that's incredible. But we'll see, we'll see. Um, let's go ahead and move on. Uh, worth mentioning um, Adam Sandler's summer movie where he gets to hang out with his friends and get paid uh, for grown-ups too. Um, is anyone excited for this? No. Yeah, I, yeah, well, I work with a girl who says grown-ups is her second favorite movie. <laughs> oh, she is. She is trolling. She's an internet troll. For sure. No, no, no. She says grown up. No, no, no. Irony or sarcasm. She really enjoys grown ups. <laughs> I, you know, I. <laughs> I don't even want to. I don't even want to ask a follow up question for that one. Uh, no follow up question, Terry. Let's just move on. <laughs> okay. Uh, next up, worth mentioning, Red Two. Uh, another Bruce Willis movie. Um, well, uh, okay, let's move on. 
Um, and that was not worth not worth mentioning. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's move on to I, what I think will be the biggest bust in the summer. Uh, Ryan Reynolds and Jeff Bridges in R.I.P.D. What do you think? R.I.P.D.? What's that? Oh, you haven't heard about it? Oh. Um, it's about... Well, let me read you the byline. A recently slain cop, Ryan Reynolds, joins a team of undead police officers working for an arrest in Peace Department and tries to find the man who murdered... Oh, my gosh. This movie's like just like heaven. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's so uh, it's kind of like Ghost, but uh, without the uh, pottery. I hope. Did this have a big bud? Did this movie have a big budget? I um, I don't know. I know that. I mean, it has a pretty big. Yeah, it does. Uh, a hundred and thirty. It was made for one thirty. Oh my gosh! This movie will not make more than fifty million dollars. No. Worldwide. Like... Worldwide. <laughs> yeah, and um, here are the names attached to it. Uh, or the writers are the same people who wrote Clash of the Titans, and. One of the biggest flops ever, Aeon Flux. Oh my gosh, this is this is gonna be bad news. Not, yeah, it's, I think this might be the the death knell for Ryan Reynolds' career. Yeah, it might be uh might be the nail in the coffin. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I think the, the next movie is uh, Out of Work After Joint. A team of uh, dead actors to find his find his career. <laughs> uh, that might be interesting. So let's move on. Um, I think this might be the last uh, big movie of the summer, if I'm not missing anything. It's uh, Hugh Jackman coming back as the Wolverine, set after the events of X Men Three. How excited are you? Oh, it's oh, it, that's right. Yeah, it's set after X Men Three. I'm really excited, actually. I oh, not really. I'm maybe a six uh, or seven out of ten. I like that it's uh, set in like a Japanese setting, kind of going from that to that storyline of his uh, of his mythology. Uh, I think that they're trying to make him. I saw the trailer. You know, trying to make him more human, I guess, by taking away his powers. You know, or his power to heal, I guess. So I think it'll be a... I think it'll be actually pretty good. Um, better than... Uh, what was the... What was the latest... Uh, was it just called Wolverine? Or Wolverine? No, Wolverine Origins. War- Origins, yeah. X-Men Origins, Wolverine. Right. Yeah, I think it'll be... Uh, yeah. I think it'll be better than that. Yeah, I think I'm excited for this one, too. Um, yeah, Wolverine's a really good character, and Hugh Jackman plays a really good Wolverine, and I think this will be his seventh X-Men movie, or uh, something like that. Uh, he's going to be, he's been in every single X-Men movie so far. 
And yeah, although although one of them was just, although one of them was just a cameo. <laughs> you know, it, it counts. It's just like Vin Diesel's cameo in Tokyo Drift. Uh, <laughs> counts. Uh, and I think the most thing I'm uh, excited for this movie is the fact that I don't know very much about uh, Wolverine's comic book storyline. So, you know, they have a really good chance to build on on this story and to make it go someplace that we're not expecting. So I'm, ex- I'm expecting to be surprised, and hopefully I am. And uh, hopefully they do justice to all the characters that they'll bring in. And, uh, you know, out of all the comic book movies, the most critical I am is with the X-Men. I always, I always think they make the wrong choices, but uh, I think you know this would be good because uh, I don't have a very uh, deep understanding of Wolverine in Japan. Yeah, I, I, I was about to say the same thing. That it's, I think it'll be good because a lot of the problems that I have with other X Men movies are how they, I don't know how to say, it, but they, they go, they, they stray from the canon. They had. Sabretooth have healing powers and his half-brother or some like, I don't know if his brother or half-brother he's related to Sabretooth and how all these things are just not right with the canon, at least as far as I know it. And so, by putting him in this Japanese setting with probably a lot of characters that we don't know about uh, will make it very interesting. Uh, like you said, so that I won't be distracted by how the story is veering from how it is in the the comics or the, you know, whatever, cartoon or something like that. So I think that has that going for it. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. And uh, another thing going for it, no will I am in this movie. Oh, <laughs> uh, Yeah. That's true. Uh, yeah, so we'll see. We'll see who the new mutants are in this movie, and um, let's move on. Uh, worth mentioning, a buddy cop movie uh, coming out. Denzel Washington, Mark Wahlberg, and Two Guns, um, a movie that looks like should have been made by Michael Bay, but wasn't. And uh, any thoughts? Yeah, I, I I haven't heard of this movie until you just mentioned it. Uh, sure, why not? <laughs> uh, oh, the premise the premise is kind of funny, but um, you know, it just seems like another round of the mill uh, action movie. Oh, here's the movie I'm really excited about: uh, Neil Blomkamp's follow-up to District Nine, Elysium. What do you think? Oh, yeah, I'm really excited for that. Ten out of ten. Oh, yeah. Um, District 9 was such a great movie. And uh, it just built such an interesting and, and fun world. Um, it really held you in. Um, and if it's anything like District 9, um, I'm all in. Even though Matt uh, Damon has a, has a computer screen in the back of his head. Yeah, I, I, I love District Nine. Uh, the only problem I had with District Nine was uh, 
that it was sunny the whole time, uh, even though there's a giant spacecraft over it. Uh, how did this, how did it get any sun? I, I, I don't know, but that's the only problem I had with that movie other than that storytelling. The whole universe was really interesting and really entertaining. Uh, if it's anything like District 9, like you said, uh, you know, it, it's going to be a great movie. Yeah, big excitement. And I'm sure there's going to be really good uh, set action pieces um, like they were in District 9. And uh, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of gore as well. I can only imagine uh, in the future. <laughs> Next up, I think... I think that's it for the summer, at least. I think... I think that's it for the summer. The only movie that I want to watch in August that's coming out after Elysium is uh, Kick A2, uh, the follow-up to the uh, goofy and fun uh, superhero uh, parody movie. And this time, instead of Nick Cage... We're bringing in over another over the hill actor in Jim Carrey. So uh, the only problem oh. is is that um, the original distributor Lionsgate didn't want to make the uh, sequel. They didn't even bring back Matthew Vaughn, the original director, and uh, it's not even the same studio making this film. So it might not be as good. It probably won't be as good. And uh, there's no Nick Cage in it as well, so that it kind of ruins things. But um, I am excited for this. Oh, oh. yeah, I, I haven't seen the first one, so yeah, I'm not. I don't know anything about it. Oh, you, you know, I think when does the first one come out? 2010. Something like that. I yeah. Think it, it, I think it had the best action scenes of the year in 2010. Hmm. Okay, maybe I'll check it out. Oh yeah, uh, you know, 7.8 on IMDb. I think yeah, three of the scenes in the in the movie I watch over and over again, just uh, based on the action. Oh, must be pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's worth it's worth it. It's it's pretty silly though. And uh there's a lot of a lot of shock. But anyways, I've said enough. Um that's the summer movie preview. Uh I think what, we got five or six movies we're gonna see. Yeah, something like that. Alright. Well uh anything else you got? No, uh you know, I just wanna say one more thing. Uh I saw Skyfall recently. Uh, it was a good movie. Just wanted to say that the ending was just like uh, Home Alone, where he uh, booby trapped the house. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a lot like that. Uh, yeah, I, can you imagine James Bond saying, uh, "You guys finished? Or are you thirsty for more?" <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of wish. I kind of wish uh, that happened. I mean, when I was watching, I'm like, this is just like Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, and you know, Javier Bardem. He's an, he's an excellent villain. Yeah, he looked like Jerry Buss in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, and a good doctor. Anyway, yeah, that's all I got. All right. Well, uh, I think that's our podcast, and I guess we'll see you later. Thanks.